From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Demer. Today on the show, Celsius is paying back loans. GameStop has a new NFT marketplace and it's winning. And do we really need Ethereum scaling solutions? That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today's Thursday, July 14th, 2022. I got a letter last night from a listener because of the Charlie Munger article. And he said, hello, Matthew, and hello, editor. We spoke a year ago, and you were kind enough to respond then and give my questions some airtime as well. I couldn't help writing you today when I saw the piece you wrote about Charlie Munger. I know you said you report the good, the bad, and the ugly, but this, again, seems to be another incomplete and inconsiderate article without vital perspective and, as such, is FUD fuel. In my opinion, if you're going to reprint the words of an ex-investment icon with one foot in the grave, please, I implore you, make more of this than just copying and pasting from other news agencies. If Munger really said he's not interested in undermining the national currency of the world, then clearly crypto is not an investment in nothing, but a viable alternative to currencies of the world, which in themselves are mostly backed by nothing. He contradicted himself by giving clues about his fears. That's the interesting part of the story. The guy is scared shitless. I just understand why you want to make more of this. I can only assume that you are either, one, desperate for more clicks, two, paid for publishing this, three, yourselves invested in intensifying the volatility of the markets, and four, rather unmotivated publishing house, or any of these. I would be much interested in hearing your perspective. Thank you, Ben. Ben. That's actually a very good point, and I agree with you. If Munger really said he's not interested in undermining the national currencies of the world, then clearly crypto is not an investment in nothing. That's a very good point. And I think I alluded to it yesterday, and I did not say exactly that. But what I did say is, of course he's going to FUD the market, is because he's winning in that market. The national currencies of the world made him a billionaire. But with 9.1% inflation right now, the national currencies of the world or the economies of the world are failing the average person who is having to tighten their belt tighter and tighter and tighter month over month. And so that's where I kind of alluded to it, but that's a very good point. I'll give it to you. Now, the motivation for writing the article the way that it is, I'm not too sure. I'm not the editor-in-chief of Decrypt. I am the editor-in-chief of the Decrypt Daily. I can tell you for two things for sure is they're not paid for publishing that article and they're not invested in intensifying the volatility of the markets. That's for sure. Um, But the other two, I don't know if it's more clicks. Is Does the headline get clicks? Probably. Are they an unmotivated publishing house? I can tell you right now that everybody who works for Decrypt is very motivated, especially the editor-in-chief. Maybe they just didn't think of it the way that you did. And so sometimes when you have a hot take, sometimes when you have an insight to a way that of thinking that other people might not, Ben, thanks for bringing it to our attention. However, I think that it's unfair to prescribe motivation for writing the article the way they did just because they didn't come to the same conclusions that you did. Anyway, that's my take. Hope you like it. Now let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. 
go. Money talks. The time is 8.23 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at, let me refresh this really quick, it is $19,760. It's pretty much even in 24. Ethereum's at 1,082, pretty much even in 24. Actually, it's up about 0.3%, but meh. Tether is number three, USDC is number four, and BNB, or Binance Coin, is number five at 228, up 0.8% in 24. Running off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. And one of these times, that is going to change, and I'm going to be totally thrown off on reading my top 10. The total market cap of the whole crypto space is up 0.2% at $883.8 billion. The BTC dominance is 42.7, and the F dominance is 14.9. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. The coin today is Theta Network, ranked number 42 on CoinMarketCap. Its price is $1.10. It's down 2% in 24. Its ticker is Theta, T-H-E-T-A. Its current market cap is $1.1 billion. Its fully diluted market cap is $1.1 billion. 100% of Theta is in circulation. The all-time high for Theta was set a year ago at $15.90. It's down 93% since then. It's up 2,600% from its all-time low of 3.9 cents. You can buy it at Binance, Gate.io, obviously, KuCoin, Huobi, Bitthumb, and Binance.us. So what is this Theta network? That's what we're all wondering right now. Edge of my seat. Theta is a blockchain-powered network purpose-built for video streaming. Launched in 2019, the Theta mainnet operates as a decentralized network in which users share bandwidth and computing resources on a peer-to-peer basis. The project is advised by Stephen Chen, the co-founder of YouTube, and Justin Khan, the co-founder of Twitch. That's interesting. There's a lot more about it, so I think you should read into this yourself. That's Theta Network. Ticker Theta, T-H-E-T-A, ranked number 42 on CoinMarketCap. Moving into today's headline. This morning, according to data from Etherscan, Celsius paid back $50 million in DAI. This is MakerDAO's dollar peg stablecoin. And they paid it back to decentralized finance or DeFi lending protocol Compound. In return, Celsius received its collateral for the loan. And that collateral was around $200 million worth of wrapped Bitcoin. Today's repayment signifies the clearance of Celsius's last major debts to decentralized finance lenders. Last month, the company received $440 million in collateral after paying off a loan to DeFi protocol maker. And just yesterday, Celsius recovered around $415 million after it substantially reducing its debt with Aave. But it's still unclear whether the influx of over $1 billion in recovered debt collateral will, along with whatever additional liquidity the company has, will sufficiently cover Celsius client obligations. And on the same vein, more news today, because this is the interesting thing about Celsius. We hear them paying off their debts, but then we have like, it's like one step forward and one step back at the same time. After weeks of speculation and rumors, lawyers representing crypto lending firm Celsius has officially notified regulators that the company is filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. This is the right decision for our community and company, says Alex Masinski, the CEO of Celsius. We have a strong and experienced team in place to lead Celsius through this process. I am confident, he says, that when we look back at history of Celsius, we will see this as a defining moment. We're acting with resolve and confidence, serve the community, and strengthen the future of the company. As we heard this week, that GameStop launched its platform for NFTs, and since it launched it, like two days ago, has twice the all-time trading volume of Coinbase's NFT marketplace, which opened in May. 
GameStop NFT has seen at least 3,165th in trading volume according to data published on its website. And how much is that in US dollars? Well, it's around 3.5 million. On the flip side, Coinbase's NFT marketplace was generating around 1,700th in trading volume, or only $1.8 million. Since launching the marketplace, GameStop stock has risen around 10%, closing on Wednesday at $141.28. Speaking of NFTs, the NFL announced that it'll be offering NFT ticket stubs to its attendees of more than 100 live regular season games during the 2022 season. The NFL expanded its NFT virtual commemorative ticket initiative, and it will include every single first week game, starting with the Buffalo Bills versus the Los Angeles Rams on September 8th. Additionally, each of the leagues, 32 teams will offer NFT ticket stubs for at least three home games over the course of the season. They said, we are still in the test and learn phase of all these NFT explorations. But if it goes well, I can see them being very, very bullish on NFTs. In a recently published brief by the United Nations, they're recommending developing nations take actions against crypto, warning of risks associated with leaving the industry unregulated. The document is titled, All That Glitters Is Not Gold. And I am surprised to see that the United Nations use such snarky titles in their briefs. Anyway, the document was first published in June, and it states that the disadvantage posed to these nations by cryptocurrencies far outweigh the benefits that they might bring to individuals or financial institutions. And the document goes so far to suggest developing nations require mandatory registration of crypto wallets and ban advertisements related to cryptocurrencies. The UN said this, This is not about approving or disapproving of crypto, but pointing out that there are social risks and costs associated with cryptocurrency. This is a recommendation that applies to any speculative or high-risk financial product where returns are uncertain. The brief recommends that these governments make the use of cryptocurrencies less attractive by imposing taxes on transactions using the technology and requiring the mandatory registration of digital wallets and cryptocurrency exchanges. It also puts forth the idea of banning financial institutions from holding digital assets and preventing them from offering crypto-related services to its clients. And finally, I have some Ethereum-themed news and a question that I don't know, and I'm wondering if you know the answer to, and if you do, email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. Well, there's a company called Matic, and it was rebranded in 2021 to Polygon. And Polygon is a scaling and interoperability framework for building Ethereum-compatible blockchains that seek to address some of Ethereum's significant limitations, such as limited throughput and poor user experience. Well, the Walt Disney Company announced Polygon in its Web3 Accelerator program. The general manager of the Disney Accelerator program said, For nearly a century, Disney had been at the forefront of leveraging technology to build the entertainment experience of the future. With our newest class of companies, we look forward to furthering our commitment into innovation and continuing to bring magical experiences to Disney audiences and guests for the next 100 years. In a similar vein, the Ethereum scaling solution Starknet announces a token launch in September. And so here's the question I don't understand. We have all these companies launching right now. I mean, Disney's going with Polygon. We have Starknet launching a token in September. And it's all to help Ethereum scaling. Throughput is the biggest issue and cost of gas. However, Ethereum's going to proof of stake. Ethereum 2.0. We're talking transactions of 100,000 TPS. We're talking about very low fees. Are these scaling solutions going to be obsolete here very, very soon? And why are we focusing on them if they will be? Or maybe they won't be and there's something more to it that I don't understand. Uh, please let me know. 
Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Obviously, there's the bridges to Ethereum from other networks. There's the compatibility to Ethereum. But if we're just talking about scaling and price of gas, then that's going to be solved. And so anyway, I want you to read something today. And this is by Sander Lutz, who is a writer for Decrypt. The piece is entitled, Ethereum Mining Pools Will Survive the Merge. What about all the miners? As Ethereum prepares to move from proof of work to proof of stake, thousands of F miners may be left stranded. Link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I'll be back tomorrow with our weekend review. And until then, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>